Good day. I'm Sunny Krishnan from Internews. If you have COVID-19 and you're caring for yourself at home, or you're caring for a loved one, you might have questions. How do you know when emergency care is needed? How long is isolation necessary? What can you do to prevent the spread of germs? Dr. Jaya Shrida today tells us what you need to know. Welcome, Dr. Jaya, to this podcast. Good morning, Sunny. My first question, can someone who has been tested positive for COVID-19 be cared for at home? The short answer is it depends. There are, as we know, people with no symptoms and some people with mild and moderate symptoms and others with severe symptoms. So those people with no symptoms should be able to stay at home provided they can be adequately isolated from the household members. But uh, ideally, they should be confirmed by the family doctor or whoever they have gone and visited in the hospital. And based on the doctor's advice, the person can stay at home. Someone with a mild or a moderate disease can also be considered for home care. But that comes with a whole bunch of caveats. And look at those. Let's look at those. So um, someone with mild and moderate disease, if they're under the age of 60, if they don't have what are known as risk factors, let me list those out. They shouldn't smoke. They shouldn't be obese and not have other diseases such as a heart disease or a diabetes or a chronic lung disease, for instance, or cancer or immunosuppression, you know, be on immunosuppressant drugs because of an organ donation or something like that. Or if they're very, very elderly or if they have chronic disease uh, of the kidneys. So these are a list of risk factors which might not make it uh, you know, safe for someone with mild or moderate disease even to be cared for at home. So a health worker is the ideal person to really assess all of these risk factors and you take into consideration the person's symptoms, their medical history, and also look at something really important, which is the practical ability of the family to manage care for that person at home. So for instance, the household members need to uh, sort of limit the amount of time they spend together in a shared space. They need to know how to practice hygiene around the person with mild or moderate COVID-19. And they should know how to recognize uh, any sign of worsening health in that person. And the, uh, you know, the trained health workers will also need to assess whether the home itself is suitable for the isolation and care of someone with COVID-19 you know, whether they're capable of following proper infection control measures and whether all of that is in place. Um, and you also need for that household to be easily accessible by trained health workers in case the patient needs some support and whether the person can be connected by phone, for instance, for a telemedicine consultation, or whether the person can be reached by an ambulance service or any outreach teams. So uh, these are all, uh, you know, the factors that go into an assessment of whether someone with COVID-19 can be cared for at home. Thank you, Dr. Jaya. What should be done to prevent other people in the house from becoming sick if a person with COVID-19 is being cared for at home? There are many precautions that uh, a family can take. Let's say someone in the house has uh, COVID-19 that person should be able to stay in a separate room of his or her own. And if it's not possible, because I know many of us live in households 
in one large room or just a couple of rooms. If it's possible, as much as possible, keep a distance of about uh, a meter at least from the person with COVID-19. Additionally, provide as good ventilation as possible. Keep the windows open if it's safe and uh, limit the amount of time you spend together in that shared space. The person with COVID-19 has to observe certain precautions and look. let's look at the most important one. That's wearing a mask. By wearing a mask, it'll prevent the transmission of infection from that person to the other members of the household. And the others also, if they wore a mask, could minimize that risk to practically nothing. Um, visitors are ideally uh, to be kept away till the person with COVID-19 is fully recovered and has returned convalesced and is back to normal. And also the person who's caring for someone with COVID-19 at home should be just the one person instead of different people taking turns so that you limit the risk of exposure to a number of household members. Just keep the risk to just one person. Ideally, the person who's ill with COVID-19 should have their own bed linen, their own towels, their own eating utensils, which should be washed and kept separately and not shared. And uh, any surfaces that the person with COVID-19 is touching around the house, as you know, something like a uh, you know, refrigerator or a, or a countertop or a tabletop should ideally be wiped down with a disinfectant for that purpose. Everyone in the household should ideally follow precaution measures. And what are those? You know, after coughing or sneezing, where, you know, the hand might go to the mouth and nose, wash the hands with soap and water regularly. Also wash the hands after, during and preparing food, before sitting down to eat, definitely after using the toilet, before and after caring for the person who's got COVID-19. And also, if your hands look visibly dirty, go ahead. Don't skimp on that uh, water and soap. Wash thoroughly for 20 seconds. People in the household who have a cold or who are coughing and sneezing should ideally use the crook of the elbow to cover the mouth and nose when they sneeze or cough. And then you just do it by quickly swinging your hand up to the opposite shoulder, bending down into the crook of your elbow and sneezing or coughing into that space. If you're using a disposable tissue, make sure that you dispose of that tissue very carefully inside a wastebasket where the children can't get at it and any waste material that's used to care for the person with COVID-19, let us say it's disinfectant wipes or masks and so forth, that should be carefully disposed of in a strong bag and tied tightly and disposed of separately. How do you protect yourself while caring for someone with COVID-19 at home? Um, this is an important question, Sunny, and I think uh, it's important to think at the start of something key, which is when you're trying to protect yourself from a loved family member who's got COVID-19, it's important to do that in a way that's not stigmatizing or hurtful to the person who's got the illness. And there are basic precautions that the CDC, uh, Centers for Disease Control in the United States and the World Health Organization recommend. And let's look at those very, very simple instructions. As much as possible, keep your hands clean, keep them away from your face, it's common practice to, you know, unconsciously touch our faces several times a day. So we have to be mindful about it. If possible, write out a placard and stick it up somewhere in your kitchen or somewhere where you're likely to look at. Keep your hands away from your face. Focus membranes, namely the eyes, rubbing your eyes or putting your finger uh, anywhere into your nostrils and also your mouth. 
it's important to consider wearing a face mask. If you need to be in the same room with a person who's sick and she or he isn't able to wear a face mask, you must definitely wear a face mask. Ideally, both should. But if that person isn't able to, you must wear a triple layered cloth mask. So stay at least about uh, a meter to two meters away from the person with COVID-19. And don't touch or handle your mask when you're using it. When your mask gets wet or if it gets dirty, you can replace it with a clean dry mask. If it's a disposable mask, throw it away safely in a wastebasket and wash your hands after you do that. It's important to keep the household clean. So clean your home frequently. Use cleaning sprays or wipes or soap and water on surfaces that will take soap and water, such as countertops, tabletops, and doorknobs. And don't clean the sick person's uh, room and bathroom with the same material that you use to clean the rest of the house. Keep that material separate. The washing and wiping cloths are separate for that person. Set aside the bedding and the utensils for the sick person only to use. These are ways in which you can keep the household safer. And a word on the laundry. Don't shake out the dirty laundry because viruses, if they're shed into these bed linens, will fly up into the air and can be inhaled by other members of the household who will then get infected. So carefully, without, uh, you know, sort of uh, moving the dirty laundry about in the air too much, carry it safely into the, either the washing machine or into the bucket. Use regular detergent to wash the sick, per sick person's laundry and use the warmest setting that you can. Wash your hands thoroughly after you put the clothes in the dryer and thoroughly dry the clothes if possible in sunlight. And if you're handling clothing that's been soiled by the sick person, let's say there's some blood or mucus or fecal matter and so on, wear disposable gloves and keep the items away from your body. Wash your hands thoroughly after removing the gloves and put the dirty gloves and the masks in a waste bin with the lid in the sick person's room. And you can clean and disinfect the clothes, hampers, and wash your hands afterward. Now, coming to the kitchen, be careful with the dishes. Wear gloves when handling the dishes, cups, or utensils that, are, that have been used by your loved one who has COVID-19. Wash them thoroughly with soap and hot water in, or in the dishwasher if you own one. And clean your hands again after taking off the gloves or after handling these used items. As much as possible, avoid direct contact with the person's bodily fluids. So someone with COVID-19 is probably shedding virus, right? So wear disposable gloves and a face mask when you provide oral or respiratory care and when handling the stool, urine or other waste. So you wash your hands before and after removing your gloves and masks, as I said before, and don't reuse them. If they're disposable ones, they are single use only. That's important to remember. And as I mentioned before, it's nice to have visitors. It's lovely to have friends and neighbors who are concerned. But when you have someone with COVID-19 at home that you're taking care of, a friendly message to ask neighbors and visitors and relatives to just hold on for a few weeks till the person gets better is a good thing to do. Uh, and that will minimize exposing them to the risk of infection. And also, if one of them is asymptomatic, it'll minimize the risk of reinfection to you and other members of the household. Dr. Jaya, how long should people with COVID-19 stay at home and in isolation? People with COVID-19 who you are taking care of at home should be in isolation until they are no longer able to 
give the virus to others. And that means at least 10 days after the first day that they develop symptoms, such as a cough or a fever or a body ache, and add on another three days after the symptoms go away, where they don't have fever or any other respiratory symptoms, such as sneezing or coughing or body ache and so on. So that's about a total of roughly a couple of weeks. And if people um, with COVID-19 who've tested positive actually don't develop any symptoms, remember they are still shedding the virus and are infectious to people around them. So they should stay isolated for a minimum of 10 days. Safest is two weeks, right? From the day they've tested positive. Finally, Dr. Jaya, what do we need to look out for in terms of COVID-19 warning signs in order to seek emergency medical care immediately for the person uh, if uh, the person is in home care? Yeah? This is a really important uh, question, Sunny, and uh, the information that we're going to share here can save the person's life, right? So the most important thing is to monitor the person in your household who has COVID-19 and monitor your own self who's caring for that person and monitor the other members of the household as well for any signs of infection or worsening symptoms. Now, if the person who has been uh, you know, diagnosed with COVID-19 appears to be getting sicker, appears to have worsening symptoms, call your doctor at once. And if the person has certain emergency warning signs, such as trouble breathing, uh, you know, chest pain or feels pressure in the chest, sounds confused, has a bluish, uh, you know, tinge on the lips, or the face appears slightly off color and blue, or feels drowsy, doesn't seem to respond when you ask them or talk to them. These are all emergency signs that the person needs immediate attention in a health facility. That's when you can call your local emergency number or 911, particularly also if the person is you know, not waking up and so on. So remember, when a person develops emergency warning signs of worsening symptoms of COVID-19, the quicker you act, the more likely that you can save the life of your loved one. Thank you, Dr. Jaya. This podcast has been brought to you by Internews' Rooted in Trust project, supported by USAID's Bureau for Humanitarian Assistance. Mm-hmm.